0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Wouldn't it be great if you could start life over? Praise be to God. Can we just start over? You ever feel like I just want to start over? I've been thinking about this thought last week, man. Last week was really strong, really helped me. And Jeremiah when he talks to Jeremiah man I just think I felt this I mean I like to just have a start over. You know the kids do this. You ever play ball, you know with your kid? The kids are, the kids get older you're going to love it, man. It's funny. They're like, "Hey dad, you know, I'm up like 8 points for playing. Like we were playing basketball the other day. I was up 9 nothing. And we're only playing to 10. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey, let's start over." I'm like, "When we well, start over, I'm one point away from winning. I don't want to start over." You know what I mean? He's like, "No, no, let's let's do a redo. A redo." Did you see my Michael Jordan jump shot from the corner right there? I ain't redoing Jack. I'm about ready to win. It was sweet, bro. Fell out one foot, did the hop. Oh, it went. I was like, I'm ready for NBA. <laughs> Can we get a redo? I said, a redo? No, I just want to be a champion and win. I don't want no redo. What did they say? Can we just start over? Can we get a redo? And he started thinking about it. You know what? That's what God was telling Jeremiah in Jeremiah 18.1. Look what he said here in the Message Bible. He said this. He said, God tells Jeremiah, I said, Jeremiah, do me a favor. Get on your feet and go down to the potter's house. This is where we left off. He said what? He said, when you get there, I'll tell you what I have to say. You know what's funny about God? Sometimes you got to get up from where you are and go where he tells you to go so he'll speak to you. Write these little nuggets down because here's my thing. I want us to get to a place of relationship with God at another level. That's what this is about. It really is. God told Jeremiah, up on your feet, go to the potter's house. When you get there, I'm going to tell you something. Look what he says. Keep going. He said, I went to the potter's house, and sure enough, the potter was there working away on his wheel. And the pot, the potter was working around, turned out bad. He said, something's wrong with this pot. But you know what the potter does? Look what he said here. He said, guess what? As sometimes happens... When you're working with clay, he said what? The potter simply started over, used the same piece of clay to make another pot. I got a new story. He said, that's what I'll do with you, Israel. Look what he says. He said, then God, what, came, message came to him and said what? can I do this same thing the potter did with that clay with you? Can't I, can I just mold you a little different? And I don't know about you, but sometimes in life, I want to get off the wheel. I think I'm Ready? Get me off the wheel. How many feel like I've been on this wheel too long. Time to get me off. I'm perfected by now, God. Let's go. But how many know, some of you still got some rough edges, amen? This is the thing I keep saying, right? This is the thing I was asking myself. He said, what did Jeremiah say? Jeremiah said, look, he said, I'm telling you, just like that piece of clay on the wheel is spinning, you might just not be working out. But you know what's funny about that? I don't know much about this pottery stuff. Maybe some of you do, but I know what they do. I watch it on TV. They put their hands in water, and they get the wheel wet, and they start shaping the clay because as long as the clay is wet, guess what? It could be molded. That's what God does with you. He takes that water or that word and starts washing your rough edges away, starts speaking to some areas in your life that need some change. He leaves you on the wheel just long enough to kind of make some adjustments in some of the attitudes that I got that I need to get rid of. He starts making some adjustments in some of the lifestyle changes I need to Get rid of Come on, somebody. He starts doing some stuff that needs to be done so he can press into some areas that they're uncomfortable when he's pressing. But guess what? He's changing you in the process. Amen. How many of you have been on the wheel for a little bit? Feel like, hey, it'd be nice to get off this wheel by now. But he's still smoothing out some edges in me that need to be smoothed out. Because I got, remember I told you last week, I, I'm still a work in progress. I'm not a completed project. Come on, amen? I'm still a work in progress. I've not achieved the level of next yet. You know what I mean? He's in the season. He's working on me. He's working on you. Guess what? I might not be perfect. I'm in process. And it's okay to be in process as long as you're growing. What's it mean to start over? It means this, to begin to do something again sometimes in a different way. I want to do something again in a different way. And man, I'm going to tell you what. I challenge the guys in the morning, and I'm going to challenge you to this. I want you to do something for me this week, and i really like you to do this. I really felt this was for the relevant friends, partners, family, and this is the message for you right now. I want you to take some time this week and just openly go before the Lord, maybe with a pen and a piece of paper, empty piece of paper, and say, God, what do you want to fix in my relationship with you? Really, the Lord challenged me on this, man. Jeff, he really pulled me in. He said, I want my relationship with you to go to another level. And sometimes the only way to get there is got to get a breakthrough in the arena of where you're at right now. And the Lord really challenged me. He said, I want you to come before me with a pen and a piece of paper, and we kind of communicate this thing out. How many of you know when you're in a relationship with someone, even like a spouse or, or, or someone you love, you got to go reset the relationship rules you kind of reset some of those things you forgot about. Sometimes you make some adjustments in the go that you need to kind of reawaken in your life. And I, th- I started thinking with the Lord. I said, God, where are some of the areas my relationship with you needs change? Where are some of the areas my relationship with you can go to another level? And I got news for you. Guess what it's going to come down to? It's going to come down to open transparency with the Lord for you to say, hey, God, speak to me. Where's a, you know, he might start talking to you about the level of worship you give him, or he might start talking about that level of commitment you give him, or time you give him, or or the little things. How about get a how about we start over? How about with God we started over fresh? And you know what start over means? Just doing something maybe a different way. You know, maybe we get so regimented sometimes in how we're serving God we forgot the God we're serving. Maybe we got so regimented in the things of God, we don't even reflect upon what we're supposed to reflect upon. There's some stuff we need to start looking at. There's some stuff we need to start making some life changes with. So all I'm asking you to do this week is just be like this, be like, hey, maybe I'm on the wheel and maybe he's smoothing out some rough edges. Maybe there's some attitudes, maybe there's some adjustments, maybe there's some life stuff. I don't know what it is, but how about this? How about this week? We just let some time for examination to come in and go, God, what do you want to do with my relationship with you? Because I might be on the wheel of change just for a little bit, but while I'm changing, let's just let the process take its fullest place because... How many know if we're breaking into another season of life, that maybe I got to do something different than I did in the last season? You know, I think sometimes, this is really, really hits. I think we get so stuck with our relationship with God, it almost becomes autopilot. I get up, I do the thing, I do my devotion, I do my pray, I do my, and then we put God back in the closet. We put God back in the prayer room, we put the shelf where the Bible goes back on the shelf, and we kind of leave, not realizing this is a fully committed relationship that doesn't just happen in the morning or in the evening, but it's an all-day-long connection and communication with God where I don't really leave consciousness of him, but I just really kind of move with him. In him, I live and move and have my being. I'm kind of moving with God, but how many you know you got to be conscious of God to know that he's moving with you? Got to be aware Communicating consciously. So take this week, take some time to reflect, take some time to make some adjustments. Why? Because just like the potter, just like the clay, he's working on you. He's working on areas of your life. It's only in the spinning that you can form the clay. Sometimes it might feel like they're spinning out of control, right? Might not feel like things are spinning so good. But guess what? The only way to really form this thing is you got to get some action. you got to get some movement. That's one thing I notice about relationship. God's always got you moving, and then he's speaking. Hey, leave the place where you're at and go to a place I'm going to talk to you. God might tell you just to go take a walk in the park. God might just tell you, go find a place to pray. God might tell you to go. God might not tell you nothing, but he might tell you something, and when he tells you something, you got to obey the command of the Lord. How many of you, you remember you ever been there? Have you married? I remember one time I was in Bible school, you know, and I, you know, you're in you got a roommate and all this stuff. It was good. And I remember one day, man, I was driving around working, doing some stuff, and and I remember and I never forget as long as I live. The Lord's like, pull over there and pray. I said, pull over where and pray. And I was, you know, Oklahoma's got all these like wooded areas. I was like, so I I pulled the, I pulled the I a little truck. I pulled my little truck up in the thing, man. And I prayed, I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I said, if somebody walked by here, they'd like, who's this nut nut guy in there screaming in his car? I'd probably call 911 if it was one of these, you know, things around now. You know, people are like there's a there's a, uh, there's a crazy guy in the woods here. He's uh he's he's just like he's shouting at himself. Uh, you might need to get some help here. This guy doesn't look right in his head. I'm like God, this is crazy. I'm in the car by myself praying in the Holy Ghost, going at it. And while I'm going at it, it's freezing out. The windows are fogging up. They're going to think this guy's crazy. Who is this guy? God's like, I didn't ask you to go and figure out what you want to do. I told you to go pull over there and pray. And you know what happened? I got a word of the Lord came to me in that moment in time where I was like, my God in heaven, that's the Lord speaking to me. What would have happened if, you know what I thought about leaving? What would have happened if I wouldn't have obeyed? What would I have missed hearing from God? Because I was too goofy to follow the instruction and just pull over here and pray. What's the matter? You know, I remember forget too. Here's another thing too. Sometimes your relationship with God gets stagnant. I'm being real here. I Man, I remember in the beginning I started praying. You know, I was like, Oh my God! I tried praying. I tried Sam. I tried praying in the room. You know, get up real early in the morning and pray. Oh my God! I was passing out. I was falling asleep. I couldn't stay awake. I, I, I think I banged my head one time in the closet because I leaned back in a chair and I slipped. I was like, this is miserable. I was like, this is my prayer time. I was like, this is miserable. I'm falling asleep, can't pay attention. It was too early for me. And all this stuff, And I'm going, this is miserable. And the minute I said, this is miserable, out I said, this is miserable. I've heard the Lord said, yeah, I, I hate it too. Like something like that. I was like, what in the world? I was like, that cannot be God. You know, you think like, oh my God, I bind you, Satan, get they behind me. You know what I mean? Like, this is prayer time. God's supposed to like this. God's like, I'm miserable. You're miserable. Everybody's miserable. This thing. And I was like, why? You know, because I thought there was a formula system of how to do it. And I was like, man, I can't just sit in this room and pray. And you know what, Lindsay, it was funny. I got a Starbucks coffee. All right, don't go give me email. Go get Dunkin' Donuts. Get your favorite percolated choice. Whatever. Leave me alone. Make your own coffee, whatever. And I got my coffee and I started walking on the beach in the morning. I got up early, but I used to go take time to go. I mean, you ever that's the greatest prayer prayer room you've ever seen in your life. And I'd walk in. Some of you know I'd laugh. I used to see the golden girls, you know, all the girl, some of the older ladies would be walking on the beach, and I'd be praying in tongues. If you don't know what tongues is, we'll explain it on the way out. It's Pentecost Sunday. I'm praying in the spirit, walking with my little mug. And the girls would go, hey, hey, ladies. And they'd wave at me. Hi. I was like, hey, ladies. And I'd go, they don't know what I'm doing. I'm shouting in tongues. Hello. And I shifted my atmosphere. And the next thing you know, my prayer life shifted. Because it gets too regimented. You get stuck in this little, I did my devotional, I did my eight minutes of prayer, I prayed for the four people on my prayer list, I'm so stinking bored out of my mind, I'm ready to hurt someone, why, it's like boring, I was praying and dolphins were flipping, they were jumping in the water, I was like, praise God, I'd get interrupted by so I didn't care, It it brought back a level, I'm helping you. You, okay you know what you think about relationships you're in right now think your relationship with your wife or your or your spouse or or your, your wife is your spouse but you know what I mean but your girlfriend or something like this or a relationship with anybody, your family right if you're not if you're not cultivating relationship it starts slipping away you don't think it happens with God it happens with God and you get two regimented. and God came and speak you like God you know what I mean it's like one of these moments you're like you're praying and God's like hey I want to talk to you like hey God I'm in my prayer time leave me alone Well, let to prove it to you. You want to prove it to you? You ever do this one? I like to slap myself because I'm either really weird or something's wrong with me. You ever have God talking to you about something and you like fade out and like forget what he was saying? Is like, can you get back at the, I'm trying to explain this to you. And I'm like, oh, sorry, Lord. You know, like I come back and you like leave. Like this is God trying to show you something in the word and you're too busy wondering about what you're going to do for dinner. Come on, stop get conscious again. I'm, I, I know I'm meddling a little bit, but I'm helping you. Go make this transparent. God, what do you want to change with this thing? What do you want to do with this thing? How are we going to do this thing? Are you seeing this? Are you pulling this in? That's what he's saying, man. You might be on the wheel, but guess what? We got to make some changes. Why is that? Here's the thing. Remember this. Starting over means this. How many you want to redo? How many you want to start over? How many of you would like to start over in your financial situation? Can I get an Amen. How many got married and you're like, "Oh my God, I wish I never got in this relationship." <laughs> Don't raise your hand. Okay. Yeah, look, I'm gonna tell you right here now. I'm gonna tell you here right now. I'm on metal, man. You're gonna get, you're gonna love it. If you start off stuff unintegritously and you think you're gonna have longevity, you're doomed for what? Disaster. I'm in the Holy Ghost. You didn't like that? You liked it. Anything that starts let me explain something to you. Anything that doesn't start off in an integrity position cannot demand next level. It ain't gonna work. All right, let me boy. Alright, let me spin it like this. Let me let me show it to you. Anything you start that doesn't start right doesn't laugh. Because once integrity's been jeopardized, longevity's in trouble. So there's areas of where you got to get in this thing, especially in certain things, and you got to make adjustments. You don't think you're going to have to come back and look at that marriage? 15 years, 20 years, you better believe it, it needs attention. You don't think you're going to have to look at your finite kids? How many like to have a redo with the kids? Can I get an amen? No, what I mean? But I don't mean any bad, but like, you like practiced on the first couple bunches you had. You know, you're like, I don't know. By the time you have a couple more, your last one, you're just like, yeah, whatever. You'll live. <laughs> Come on, right? Remember the first one? First one, my God, in heaven. You're like, oh, my God, it sneezed. Call my mother. <laughs> Call 911, right? <laughs> right? You have two, three kids. Last one, man. How many of you are the last one? How many of you kids are like the last one? Anybody? Raise your hand. you the last one? Well, you like, you're you like almost like not even right. I'm not saying that in the right way, right? They're like, they're like oh, yeah, your brother did that. He fell out of a three-story window, and we, uh, you're, you'll be fine. Put some ice on it. You'll be all right. Like, no, let me look in your eye. You don't have a concussion. Just go play. First one, right, tripped on its shoelace. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tripped. Last one, you're like, Whatever. You need help with the kids. Some of you are like, I don't know what you're talking about. You will. All right, come on. How many of you need help with the kids? How do you like to start over with your parenting skills? I promise I'm going to beat you with everything I can find in this house. <laughs> How do you like to redo? Like, you know, you see, like, I watch this lady. Oh, my God, I watched this lady this weekend. She was good. She was, like, professional. I was like, my God, lady, you're a ninja. Man, the kid was the kid said something like brr and she got out and she went over to the thing and she sat down and she was like calm and communicative and the kid was getting it. I was like, dude, my mother would have beat me with everything on the on the deck and smacked me stupid, and then when she was done slapping me, slapped everybody else that had something to say about it. You know what I'm saying? Not that you didn't do a good, you did a great job. But I was thinking about my skills. I like, bro, I would have joked. I would have, yeah, oh, my God. This mom was like, she was communicating like, yes. I would have grabbed the little joker out by the hair of his head. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You learn, you learn, you learn to do things over the right way when you start understanding that, hey, maybe I want to start over. How many life decisions would you make different if you got a chance to start over. Who would you have listened to that you didn't listen to the first rodeo? Remember that? You remember your mom was telling you? You don't need. And you're like, I wish to God I could start over. Well, you can with God. And this thing. You're never too old to start over. And it's never too late to start over with God. And that's what he's telling Jeremiah. Look at that wheel, man. I'm gonna work some stuff in you. So here's what I do. What am I gonna do if I gotta start over? Here's the thing I gotta realize: it might be time for new beginnings, but here's the key: Romans 8:29. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. You gotta trust him. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as Christ. You know what that means? You might think this, but God's got that. Guess what? God's plan for your life is the best plan. And some things ain't fair, some things are rough, but he's still got it. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning, and guess what? He decided from the outset to shape our lives perfectly because guess what you got to know? You got to trust God in the process, and God is shaping the life, my life, the way he wants to design it. That's what you got to remember. You are not a copy, you are an original. You've been designed for this. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I said this this morning. I said, you know, John Mason wrote a good great book. He wrote this book called You were born an original, don't die a copy. Come on, you're an original. Don't be a copy. Don't try to be like everybody else. Listen, God's got your fresh start. Look at this right here. Write that down. God's got me. He wants to give you a fresh start. Look what what Psalms 51 says. I've found this, man. I'm going to shout it, right? So look, that's even better. Soak me in your laundry and I'll come out clean. Scrub me and I'll have a snow white life. Look at this one. Turn me into a foot tapping song. I don't know what it is. Foot tapping song. All right, got that one, right? Look at this. See what? Set once broken bones to dancing and don't look too close at the blemishes. Give me a clean bill of health. Because look what they found. Because the message reads all together. Look what it says right here. God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Write that down. Uh, I never even knew that was in there. A Genesis week, what's that mean? Bring me back to the beginning and let's start over. My life is chaos right now. Let me go back and start over. Bring me to a place of what? Starting over. Look what it says here. David made this request. David said this. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. The message said it like this. God, make a fresh start in me. How many want a fresh start? Come on. Fresh start. Do over. Redo. Come on, right? You know, give me Oh no, I gotta redo. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? I love it, man. Every time I'm playing ball, no, I get a redo. You had four shots, what you mean you get a redo? My rules, my house. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Give me a redo. How many of you want to have a redo? So I say, I don't know what he's talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. How many of you, if you could start that marriage over, I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes the kindest words are unkind words unsaid. Okay, okay, watch this, watch this. Okay, watch. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. What do you mean to redo? Guys, remember that thing you told your wife you shouldn't have told your wife? And she's reminding you the last 30 years? That's what I'm talking about. But you don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all lie in church and you should repent. You ever, you ever say something coming out your mouth to somebody, and the minute it was leaving your mouth, you're like, uh, you wish there was a string so you could just pull it back? Too late. It's out. You ever tell something to your sister 20 years ago, she never forgot it? Come on. This is what I'm talking about. Do I get a redo? Do I get a redo on some decisions? Woo, come on. Yeah, God will give you a redo. He'll give you a clean bill of health. He'll give you a restart. Look at this. Check this out. God, make a fresh start. Give me a Genesis week. Isn't that what we all desire? Can we start this? Wouldn't it be great to begin to get a fresh start every day? Instead of looking at the stuff that's negative, start looking at the positive stuff in life. The Bible tells us that great is God's faithfulness. His mercies are renewed every morning. Let's get a redo. Here's the big one, right? Write this down. This one's going to be a PowerPoint. I want you to get it. This is what I preach to get you. to Stop comparing yourself with everybody else. Come on. Stop keeping up with the Kardashians. Let's go. Woo. Come on. Y'all know what I mean by that? Stop it. Everybody's life is perfect but yours. No, nobody's got a perfect life. You never says, well, the grass is greener on the other side. I've always said this. You still got to mow it. Come on. No, man, it doesn't make a difference how green the grass is on this side. It still needs work, still needs fertilizer. You understand what I'm saying? Come on. Look, look at 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Are you pulling this in? I need to redo. I want to start over. I want to start over. I want to start over with some of my places where I'm at. Look at this 2 Corinthians 10. This is so good. 2 Corinthians 10, 12, and the Amplified Bible says, Not that we have the audacity to venture To class or even to compare ourselves with some who exalt the furnishing testimonies for themselves. However, when they measure themselves with themselves and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding and behave unwisely. Now I want you to pull that in. Don't you leave that last part. So see what it says? When we measure ourselves against ourselves or themselves and compare themselves with others. They are without understanding and behave unwisely. You want to be a person labeled that's not with understanding and not wise? Keep comparing yourself. And that's what the Bible says. No, I would need you to look at it. Well, my career should, who, do, who, what do you, who are you comparing yourself to? You're on the wheel, man. I should be here, but who told you that? I should have did this. Their life is great. Look, I'm I'm going to say something to you. I've I've been graced to be around some really pretty together people that other people would envy their life. Just comes with the job. You know what I found out? They're just like you and me. Had a guy one time worth 50. 15 billion dollars, not million, billion. 15 billion dollars had a 270 foot boat. Oh, it's like meters. It comes out. It's 14 people just to get the thing out of dock. G6 planes to fly around the world. Every day you think about. I said, and I talked to the guy, and I said, "Dude, how do you even get in this environment and like function? Like this is insane." Like. You want to go, you like take, the? Thing. It's like, it just was whacked. It was like, the masseuse comes with the, 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 the cook comes with the thing, comes with the plank, the, the dog gets on the jet. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like, this is nuts. This is like, you can't even figure out, I could probably spend that kind of money. But, you know what I'm saying? And I go, and it was like, and it was literally the guy who was doing the chef work, he goes, oh yeah, I said, he goes, yeah, he wants like a grilled cheese on Monday. I said, what? You know, it's like, yeah, it's just normal life. There's nothing de- I said, come on. And I asked like 105 questions you would ask. I was like, you you're like in a billionaire, a billionaire. That's no 15 billion, legit. That's a lot of money, bro. I go. And he's and he said this, and he goes, and he's lost. So really? He goes, yeah, and I'm trying to witness to him as hard as I can. That doesn't mean money's bad or he's bad, but I'm going. It's just as normal. This is normal. We don't do nothing different than you and I. He goes, I did it. He goes, I've been here for five years. We was there. He goes, this. talk about the football game. You know, you think like, oh, my God, what do you do all day? Just count your money? I don't know. You know, what would you think? And you would think, man, I want your life. And then I started hearing. He's dying. Doesn't know how to get well. He's lost. Doesn't know what to do. That doesn't mean just Christian people got You understand what I'm saying? Everybody's life looks better than your life. Everybody's marriage looks better than your marriage, everybody's business looks better, everybody's career plan, everybody's path. Oh, they they live the perfect world. Oh my god, they just got a great life. And then really when everybody's mask comes off, you find out they got the same drama. We're not rejoicing at other people's drunk. Or we're not looking at it going, your junk makes my, you know, blow out your candle so mine looks better. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is this, nobody's got a different life than the person probably sitting next to you It might look more more glamorous, might look more exciting, might look like they got more advantage or so. but they're still trapped in the same mindset that everybody else is. So guess what? Stop comparing yourself with everybody else. It's not doing you any good but making you miserable where you're sitting. Amen? Stay on the wheel and let them perfect you. But stop living in this crazy system of like, they got it better than me. No, they don't got it better than you. They got their own problems in life, just like everybody else has to face. And we're not rejoicing that they got problems, but we're just saying "Is this. Guess what? Nobody lives in a perfect world. It's the truth. Okay? Maybe you say, well, my career, I don't know where your career is supposed to be, but I know this. Stop comparing yourself. Because it's not wise. And here's what the Bible says. It makes you without understanding. Stop it. You don't know why this journey is why it is. And you know what? Some of you made have made wrong choices. Okay, repent and get back on the track of success. That's true. Well, I knew I shouldn't have did it, and I, I did it anyway. What are you going to do with that, Pastor Chris? I'm going to tell you, repent and get up tomorrow I know it is, It's a brand new day, and you got the same 24 as everybody else. Stop living in the past of what was, and don't let your past rob you what could be. Forget it. Stop. Here's the thing. Never say negative things and think negative things about yourself. Write it down. It sounds so simple, but yet it's so hard. Stop thinking negative things about you. Stop thinking things of your past. Cut it out. You know why? Because this is what happened, and I want you to remember this. It's so true. Things and people of the past have molded and shaped some of what you are today. You understand that? It happens. And let me tell you, there's evil people in the world. And there's some evil stuff, not just, look right now. You see what's going on? This is molding people's lives. This is changing a a generation of young people on how they see life. This stuff, it's evil. You don't think evil acts are not molding the mindsets of future people? Come on, man. But guess what? You can't allow people to mold who you are based upon the evil that's taking place in the world and in their life. Look, somebody stopped loving you, somebody, somebody was mean to you, somebody hurt you, somebody cussed you out, somebody said you were no good, somebody got on the wheel when the potter wasn't paying attention and put a little dent in you. And the Potter, we know the Lord is like. Look at that. Sometimes in life, they dent you a little bit, and de- you know, I got this. I got a car one time. You know what I mean? I tell you the story hundred years ago. But I got—I got, I got my first car, my new car. I got a new car. Remember that? I Got that truck? And I was man. I was, was in this truck, man. It was nice. It was like a Ford, you know, back in the day. It was nice Ford Explorer, was brand new. It was mine. You know what I mean? I was like, praise God, it's awesome. And Donnie, they put the they put the um, antenna on, and when they put the antenna on, they scratched the paint. And I seen it. I was like, ah, oh, man. I got the car. I got it home. You know, I called. I was like, bro, you scratched. Like it happens sometimes when they put the antenna on They're not paying attention, and they'd be careful with the wrench, and they scraped it. They said, no problem. Set it up for the body shop. We'll get it in here. We'll get the scratch out of it. Put a little thing in it, like in a scratch. And I said, okay, cool. It's taken care of. Every single person that came and congratulated me on the new car, all I could talk about was that stupid scratch. Why this nice new car smell? It's great, yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, you gotta see this. Look at this. Can you believe this? They put a scratch in it. Oh man, that's bad. They're gonna take care of it, but they put a scratch in it. Sam, they come up, man. Oh, past me. Nice new car, man. Got the the new car smell, you know. Don to get in, they smell, you can smell new car smell, right? Whoo, the car, yeah, but man, you gotta come see this thing. They put a scratch in it. I never forget. It was like it was black on black. It was it was bad, man. It was shining. Ooh, it was tight. And then you got this silver scratch where the paint, you know. And I'm like, they come over like, look, man. You come see, man. Look at your truck, man. Nice truck. Look at this. You gotta see this. Put a scratch on it, man. The Lord used it. He said, you know what? You cannot stop focusing on what's not right about this perfect truck. All you do is find the flaw in it. Ain't that what we do? Blessings laying in front of us. Are we looking at what is not happening? Overcoming ability, all over. Are we looking at what we don't have? Come on, somebody. I'm preaching way better than y'all. Amen to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, got everything in the world. Got everything in the world. But all you're worried about, what's well, not? It's not happening. I'm on the wheel. Get me off the wheel. Stay on the wheel and be quiet. You ain't ready yet. I got news for you. After you come off the wheel, he puts you in the fire. I don't know much about clay, but I've seen it, man. They glaze that stuff. They put it in and bake it. <laughs> How many want to get off the wheel? Nah, Lord, it's okay. Leave me on the wheel. The spinning's doing me good. I remember one time we went on a thing. I don't know where we went. Man, they put me on that tilty wheel thing that spins you around. Oh, it's the Antichrist, man! Who invents these rides? The devil? I get in this thing, strap on. I'm thinking we're just gonna do this. Nah, bro, we did this, and then we tilted, and they leave. and I'm looking at the. I'm like, I'm gonna throw up, and all those people down there are gonna get hit in the head with it. And I care less. I just want to get off this thing. This is the agony. You don't know what I'm talking about? That tilty wheel? They put you. They start you out. They lie. All those people that work at them amusement parks are liars. You get in, you put it on. You know, you get in. You're like, oh, this will be great, and they start spinning you and then they're they're, they're crazy so now they want to projectile your vomit all over everybody else they lean you like this and now you're looking at people whipping around while you're going crazy in this thing going whoa guess what that's what it feels like on the wheel i feel like i'm out of control and i feel like i want to get off but guess what sometimes you're gonna stay in the spinning just a little longer come on because you might not be ready for the fire yet But you get ready for the fire. You better be ready. you would be like, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hang in there, baby. Don't come out. Say, I'm ready now. But guess what? That's when the testing gets at another level. Just stay on the wheel. Get perfected here. Because once we put you in that fire, we're going to see if you break or not. Come on. You ain't going to break. Look at what I'm saying here. Get this thing and pull this thing. Stop comparing yourself. Don't compare yourself where everybody else is at. And, 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 you know, guys, we do it too. My career should be here by now. My life should be here by now. My, my now stop. Here's the thing. Never say or think negative things about yourself. Cut it out. Speak good things about yourself. You're going to be justified by your words. Remember that? As a man thinketh in his heart. You want to see it? It's Matthew twelve 37. You're justified or condemned by your words. Proverbs 23, 7 says what? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You got to speak right words. Never compare yourself with other people. That's a big one. God's got a variety of different people. Don't compare yourself. Remember this. Focus on your potential instead of your limitations. Very important. Focus on your potential, not your limitations. And do yourself a favor. Stop talking about the past, man. I'm telling you. Look at this. Job 17, 10, and 11. Listen to this. I think it's the, ampl- it's the uh, message. Yeah, it probably is. Job 17, 10, and 11. Boy, this is good, right? Look at this. Maybe you'd all like a start over. Try it again to a bunch of you. So far I haven't come across one scrap of wisdom in anything you've said. <laughs> my life's about over and all my plans are smashed and all my hopes are snuffed out. Job's going through, baby. Job's like, can I do it over? Can I start over? Psalm 19.13 says this. Clean the slate, God. Look at this, Psalm nineteen thirteen Message Bible. Clean the slate, God, so we can start the day fresh. Keep me from stupid sins, from thinking I can take over your work. Then I can start this day sun washed, scrubbed clean of the grime of sin. Did you see that? My God in heaven. I can start this day what? Fresh. Here's a big one, too. Isaiah 43, 18. Man, this is good. This is the message. You better write this down. Isaiah 43, 18, Message Bible. You're going to see this. is going to change it. You got to think about people that changed their life. Paul changed his life. Peter changed his life. People of his lives have been changed because of what? The decisions they made to go into their future. You can't be off the path. Isaiah 43, look at this. So good. Message Bible says this. It says, forget about what's happened. Don't. Keep going over old history. Jesus. Right there. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. I'm going to stay there for a minute. How many of you keep pulling the thing of the past into the picture of today? Forget about it. Don't keep going over it. Sometimes we keep rehearsing it. You know, look, everybody, and I don't think it's anybody in the room, and please understand me if you are, I'm not I'm not picking on you. But if you get located in this, adjust it. We all got that one friend. Every time you get around, all they talk about is the pain in the past. You mean they talk about, they take back, it don't make it, it could be 2020. And all they do is go back. Now, 1975, I lost that business. I know, man. But we got to stop pulling 75 into 2020, man. It's trapping us in a time lock. Listen, I know it's still fresh, and I know it hurts. But you got to forget about it. Sometimes the only way to go on is you got to forget. But I'm not, listen, man, and it's okay to be personally giving that to God. But don't be publicly displaying it in front of people, because people don't understand, and all it does is set an atmosphere for you to stay in. Bring those hurts and pains to God. When you get it in the or in the atmosphere where people, it's not helping you. It's limiting you. And I got no problem. People will listen to you, but you know what happens is you get trapped in a moment of time you can't get out of. Look what it says in the next verse. Look at this. He said it's so cool. Look at this part. He said this, he said, said, yeah, he goes, I like it better over here because it goes all together. It says, I'm about to do something brand, be alert, there you go, be alert and be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Man, I like this. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert and here's the key, be present, stay in the moment. If you're talking about yesterday, you're missing in what's happening today. Be in the moment because you don't know any minute right now God might, boom, do something. Look at this. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's busting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers in the badlands. He's doing something new. You got to be on the lookout for something new each and every day, because here's the thing: God's going to give you a breakthrough in areas of your life. Listen, you might be on the wheel. See, that was the thing we we learned with Jacob. Jacob had an identity crisis. Jacob didn't know who he was, and Jacob didn't know what he could do. Jacob got trapped. God comes to Jacob in Genesis and goes, "He say, You got to understand.' He wrestles with God." To a point he's wrestling with himself. He's been wrestling from the beginning. And God comes to him and he goes, Listen, he said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Because until you bless me, I ain't letting go. Because he's scared. And God blesses him, touches him, changes his life. But here's the thing. Now don't, don't leave. This is so good. Okay, yeah, you could play. Right? He said, Now watch this now. He don't know who he is. He says, You're Israel. He said, No, he said, I'm Jacob. I'm a liar. I'm a cheater, I'm a stealer, I'm a thief, I'm a fighter from the beginning, I'm a mess. And God goes, no, you're not. You're Israel, you're a nation. And then he says these words to God, and he goes, but God, who are you? Because nobody sees me like that but you. Because everybody else identifies with how I see me. You gotta find somebody in your life that doesn't identify what you see about you. They see something different. You see the real me. Because you can't help me to become who I am unless you see who I really am. Everybody just tells me where I've been. Could somebody tell me where I'm going? And he said, "He he he did it with Peter. Peter? Yeah. Who am I? Jacob, who are you? I want to know who you are. What do you mean, who am I? Don't you know? Because until you find out who he is, you'll never figure out who you are. You're the Christ. Now, let me tell you, you're the rock. Who are you? You're Israel. He reveals your true identity when you get close to him. He talks to you in a different plane of where you see yourself. You're a nation. I'm a nation? He said to me, he said, what are you? Peter, 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 who am I? You? Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're... Some say you're no, who do you say that I am? No, you're the Christ. Well, I'm the Christ and you're the rock. I'm a rock? No, I'm, a lo- I, 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 I'm the guy who denounced you out to fire. No, you don't know what I called you to be. You just see your performance and that's trying to tell you who you think you are, but I've called you to be something greater than what you think you've been doing in your performance. And the minute you see what I've made you to be, you'll start living up to the label I've created you to be. Because there's a whole lot more of you than meets the eye, baby. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You got more potential. You see what I'm saying? There's more in you, ain't it? Who am I? And who, he finds he finds it in the discovery of identification. Because here's the key. If you don't identify with him, you'll identify with you. And you don't even get the right picture of you. He'll give you the right picture of you. How do I get a breakthrough? You get close. You got to get close now. Leave him, let, let, him, let, him, let him leave you on that wheel a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Working out some stuff. Push for your breakthrough and see yourself the way you're supposed to. Stop comparing yourself. Come on, man. Stop pulling all that stuff in. There's a lot of stuff you could take here. But I gave you this. You know why I gave you this? I gave you this. All for, I'm telling you. If you, I, you said, Pastor Chris, why why are we here today? I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because one day this week, I'm going to need you to do one thing. Get your pen. And get your paper. And go sit with God. I believe the whole thing with this series has been this. It's time for a reset. I felt like the earth has reset. And you're seeing, you're seeing it. You're seeing it. There needs to be change, man. We need a reset of priorities, ethics, morality. It needs a reset. But here's the thing: let me tell you why you're seeing it in the earth. Because everything happens in heaven before it ever hits the earth, and heaven is expecting a refocus. Well, I think God God put the world on pause and said, "Pay attention to me." He got the world's attention. Boom! Are you seeing? Are you paying attention? Focus back around where it needs to be. Come on, family has never been closer. God's gonna take something good out of this whole mess. You've never been closer to the people you love. You've never been closer to your family. You've been trapped in the house with the people you can't get away from them. That you learn how to love them or beat them one or the other, right? Come on, you're changing the way you're doing stuff and you're getting to a place where you're understanding that man, this Paul's time has let me realize something that I need God more than I can even imagine. I need God more than I even knew, right? I need God and grace and a place. I didn't even know I need graces and places, right? Something changed. But guess what? You're going to take your piece of paper. Now, everybody, this is your homework assignment. I'm going to leave you alone. I said all that to say this and go, this is what I need to do. I need you to get your piece of paper. I need you to take your pen or I need you to take your phone on the notes page. Don't be watching no games and playing no Candy Crush, right? And I want you to ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I need to reset my relationship with you. What do you want? And just be still. And if you don't say nothing, just be chill. Just chill. And he might say, I need a little bit more word time. Okay. And just write it down. I need intimacy. What's that mean? I need some one-on-one time. Okay. And you make this adjustment with your relationship. And it's going to produce longevity with God like you've never seen before. He might not ask for nothing. But he's going to ask for something. He going to want your attention. Oh, he's going want you. I know he is. I know he is. He going to want your attention. That's why he put the world on pause. He's like, Are you paying? Are you guys paying attention to me yet? Are you guys paying attention to me yet? Are you guys paying attention to me yet? Are you paying? Atten- are you paying attention to me yet? And if you don't think we need God, you better get your head out the sand. We need God more than we ever needed God. You see what I'm saying? Today is about you. But can you do me a favor? Don't live in a moment of the past. And don't compare yourself with anybody else. Don't compare yourself with anybody else. Listen to me, I want you to just close your eyes. Stop comparing yourself. You don't have to live up to nobody else's potential but your own. You don't have to live up to, man, I'm on this thing, man. I am telling you, if there's two points, there's a three-point thing in here today. It's this. Examine your relationship with God. Stop trying to live up to potential of other people's expectations. Stop comparing yourself and don't live in a moment of past and trying to carry it into every season of your future. Remember that, remember that car story for the rest of your life. All I could show everybody was that stupid scratch. But you, but you see the scratch? No, I'm looking at the whole body of great and all you're reminding me of is the little scratch all oh, that little scratch i got a sermon out of it everybody everybody's looking at everybody's looking at the clear picture all i can see is the dens isn't life like that everybody sees what's great about it you see what's wrong with it everybody sees a different picture of it but you see what's broken in it now nah, don't worry about it. let the scratches go by enjoy the ride Enjoy the ride. Ain't nobody going to see the scratch. Get a little magic marker and fill it in today. they fix it. Don't worry about it. Ain't nobody going to see the scratch. Don't let the scratches of life ruin the greater picture you see. It's going to be okay. And guess what? Don't compare yourself. You, an original baby, don't die a copy. And I told them in the morning, I said, Man, I tried to preach like TDJs, didn't work. <laughs> I did, man. They gave him, You see that thing when he did that preaching thing? I was laughing with him. He gave him like one word. He preached this sermon. I was like, I quit. <laughs> I quit, bro. Why? Because if you start comparing your gift at guys that do what you do, you're always gonna be living in the shadow of somebody else, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't be bishop. There's only one bishop, but bishop can't be me. You see what I'm saying? There's only one Billy Graham, whoever you like. or There's only one. There's only one Kenneth Hagin. I went to school there. I'm looking at I said, I can't do that. God never told me to do that. I got to be me. I can't be you. You can't be me. That's why there's you. We need you. The minute you try to be me, you lost your authenticity. Be you, man. We need you because you're important, man. I told him in the morning, I said, some of these guys are business guys. That's all they want to do is be business guys. And people think there's something wrong with that. I said, my God in heaven, we need more businessmen and the bo- businessmen and women in the body of Christ than you can imagine. Everybody's got pressure to be preachers and preachers got pressure to do. Nah, man, God didn't call you to do. You do your thing. You know what I mean? You do your thing. I'm not saying you can't be bi-vocational with this stuff, but you do your thing because you're just about. You know, nothing can get done if we don't have kingdom finances. nothing's big and small in the body. It's all a well-organized machine that works towards the future. So your part's big. It is, man. It's big. Everybody's part works for the better picture, but everybody's part is big. Don't think, there's no small, small kingdom-minded people.